Douglas' mother was here. This is the Candyland Hour for all good children. The orchestra will play our theme song. You know that song, don't you? Sure I do. Well, then sing it. Come on. Come on, Johnny. Everybody move your head back and forth. Oh, I can just picture her with her 56 perfect ringlets. Tip to the candy shop. Welcome to the Mom Squad Show. We are the moms. That, of course, is Shirley Temple with her 56 perfect blonde ringlets that we just heard on the Good Ship Lollipop. And you kind of look a little uh, like a Shirley Temple action today, Kira, with your curlers in your hair. In honor. I will be posting that picture. In honor of Shirley Temple and her wonderful life and all her curls, I am doing the show in my hot rollers this morning. That is right. I look. <laughs> I look like a 1950s housewife, but that's okay, <laughs> except except I do a lot more than just clean the house. Thank you very much. Oh, but yeah. Sh- it's a full service you got going on there. Shirley Temple, though. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Just listening to Good Ship Lollipop, I could see the dimples. Mm-hmm. I could see her dancing. I could see that little smile. I mean, this was... You know, the little girl that just danced her way and sang her way into the hearts of everybody during the Depression. And it just, and, and, and you know what? It just kept going. And for decades, we loved her and adored her. And how many times have I brought up Shirley Temple as the one child star who has not turned into like a Justin Bieber or a Britney Spears? Right. That, just her life, you, you were saying that she was married for over 50 years. Oh. I mean, it's, it's incredible all that she did. Um, I'm just reading through it now. There's so much I didn't even realize, I guess. Oh, yeah. She, well, she first married when she was really young. She married a young man in the military and had a daughter, but it didn't last very long. And then that's when she married Charles Black. As you know, Shirley Temple Black became mm-hmm. her name as she went on into politics later in her life. But, yeah, they were married more than 50 years. He just passed away at 86 back in 2005. And it's just – it's so wonderful to read through – I mean, just all the movies and the stars that she that she mingled with, and then you know she she made that bid um, for as a Republican for Congress in mm-hmm. 1967. So you know it wasn't long after her her career in the movies and in television that she made a she made a run to get into politics. But and then later, as you know, became um, a U.S. ambassador to Ghana and later U.S. chief of protocol and, and of, survived breast cancer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah. It says cancer survivor. Yes. It said that um, when her cancer, uh, she had cancer in her left breast and it was removed in 1972 at a time when operations for cancer were shrouded in secrecy. She held a news conference in her hospital room to speak out about her mastectomy and to urge women discovering breast lumps um, not to sit at home and be afraid. I had no idea. 
You know what? This is a perfect segue. I told you guys that I've got hot curlers in my hair in honor of Shirley Temple, but actually I'm getting ready to go um, speak at a luncheon. It's called Angels on Earth, and it's for all survivors of breast cancer. A coworker of mine who had breast cancer uh, reached out to me a couple months ago and said, hey, would you moderate this panel for us? It's called mm -hmm. Angels on Earth. It's a wonderful organization, and it's all about the healing mind, body, and spirit healing. And one of our panelists is a Buddhist doctor. Another one of the doctors, she's like amazing, and she's created all these special surgeries for mastectomies, the Goldilocks mastectomy. And she's very much a believer in mind, body, and spirit uh, healing. So I'm going to talk about the studies that have been done at Harvard and how they've incorporated mind, body uh, teaching in addition to 99 other universities across the country that now incorporate this. And a lot of it is even required to graduate from medical school. And Chaz, I know you're into mind-body healing. Yes, very much so. I just had a, uh, a friend who went through treatment for cancer at Smilo. It's the Yale Hospital in New Haven. And they um, offer yoga and Reiki and all sorts of um, meditation classes if you're going through all that. Did you know that we have about 30,000 30, thoughts a day, 80, 70 to 80% which are negative? Mm -hmm. The average person, okay? And then, and, and then one of the who's going to be on this panel talks about what a negative thought does to your in, the entire insides of your body, how it impacts the cells and the cells impact disease and, and how that disease grows all because of what we do with our minds. It's poison. And that's why, yeah, it is. It is. It's toxic. Mm -hmm. And the more, the more negative we are, the more stressed we are, um, the, the more, um, that, that we don't practice relaxation builds up our body and contributes to disease. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you stop and think about it, there are so many miracles that doctors can't explain. That's what I believe. I believe that people can make themselves well. I'm an absolute believer in, in that, too. Well, I'd love there is a... Yes? Sorry, Kira. There's a meditation center near where I live that offers free workshops for people. You can come in at any time that they have them and sit and meditate. And I, that's one thing that I am planning on learning how to do this year. It's, it's really clear my mind and meditate. I, yes, yeah. It's amazing. I took a trip to India for two weeks and, and learned how to meditate through a very good friend who teaches and writes books and all of that. And let me tell you, when you are disciplined, when you spend time doing it every day, and I'm the first to say I'm, I'm horrible at, at being disciplined at doing it, it is absolutely remarkable what it does and how it impacts just your entire day when you start off doing that and you're in this calm place and you're calming your mind and you're you're breathing a certain way. I mean, it really is a remarkable technique. How do you get yeah. your mind uh, I, I it, mind wanders. So what it, what do you do not like, I can't, I can't, maybe I need to take a class cuz I haven't been able to master it. Well, you know what it is, Christine, you have to get a mantra and this is where you you have to go to a class where somebody knows how to, you know, it, it's according to when you were born, your birth date, mm -hmm. and then, and then a, you know, a spiritual, someone who specializes in it, and teach yourself, when, when I 
focus on my mantra when I'm saying it over and over and over again and I'm truly concentrating on it, I go into another world. But it takes me a while. If I've had a really hard day or I'm stressed out or I have anxiety about something, it's very, very difficult to, to, to do it. But once I do, I'm gone. It's like I'm lost for 45 minutes. Wow. It's so funny how we are talking about this because I've been looking up how to uh, belly breathe. Do you know mm. how to belly breathe? And then that, that is where you also can meditate from there. But I'm having to um, – my husband informed me that I'm running the Boston Marathon in two months. What? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead and train up. Two months run the two Boston Marathon. Two months? Yeah, go for it, Chaz. Is he nuts? You got to train like <laughs> he, way more than two months for the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Hello? Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. I trained for two months for the New York City Marathon and did actually run it and finish it. But the, and that was only a year after I had my son. Yeah, after I was, but it's winter time. It's really hard to go out and run in 10 degree weather. Yeah, it hurts. So, yeah, and there's nothing like running 20 miles on a treadmill. That's exciting. Woohoo. No, I know. I've been going outside, though. I have been, but I was getting a side stitch, and I heard that um, if you can start mastering the belly breathing, which is also with meditation, that you can, you can, uh, overcome your side stitches how, 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 okay first of all what's a side stitch and then tell me is that the pain you get in the side when you're running mm-hmm. oh yeah I get those all yeah. the time what causes that that's the muscles that attach to your diaphragm and that they're basically uh, you know cramping up and that's why you feel that side stitch because your diaphragm is bouncing up and down so some of the ways to cure the uh, the side stitch are to to learn how to belly breathe so you're stretching that muscle so it's not cramping up. Also to um, exhale on a left foot strike, you're supposed to work out your, your breathing and, and how your feet are moving. And then um, if you take better, if you don't bounce as much when you run, it's supposed to help too. So can you demonstrate a belly breathe right now? <laughs> I can, but you can't see my belly. It's pushing your belly, you know, when breathing with your belly instead of in your chest. Right. Okay. So you're pushing out your diaphragm, breathing from your diaphragm instead of from your chest. I just looked it up. Running causes your body to move up and down with each stride. So breathing also involves the up and down motion of your diaphragm. Very nice. I mean, you. Yeah. That's like impressive. You, it really is. So, yeah, and I guess it's, um, it more often happens on the left side. So here we go. Mm-hmm. We've gone from Shirley Temple. <laughs> To surviving <laughs> breast cancer, to running a marathon. To, to belly breathing. To belly breathing. I love it. What more are we going to talk about today, guys? What else is on our well, agenda? Well, by the way, welcome to the Mom Squad Show. We are the moms, Christine. <laughs> and I'm Kira, and Chaz, our fabulous producer. That's right. So check us out uh, on iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, and uh, Lebanon is moving up in the polls, people. Just, really? Just, no. Yes. So, uh, which I think is very exciting. Is it because I talked about how much I love Lebanese food? Hopefully. Keep on talking so, about it. Okay. So, who else? Who else? Do we have any more downloads? Do we have other people from across the world listening to our I think show? We haven't added a new country. No, but last time we added Puerto Rico and and Lebanon, and they're moving quickly up. Uh, oh. And California still remains our number one state. Nice. I know, isn't it? So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on iTunes. Check us out on momsquadshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter because that's where we'll put everything. And we'll put up some really cute photos of uh, Shirley Temple through the years today alongside of Kira and her curlers. (laughs) I'm very proud.
<laughs> so how was everybody's weekend? I'm addicted to uh, the Olympics. I can't stop watching. Okay. All right. Let me talk. To, I want to ask you guys about the Olympics. Okay. I'm a very patriotic person. I think it's phenomenal that these athletes can do what they can do. And my husband loves to watch it too. And I came home last night after being on assignment, a long day, and he's watching it like for hours. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I can't do it. I can't watch it for hours. I just, it's kind of like the same thing over and over and over. Although I was fascinated by the moguls, uh, the mogul skiing and how they do these crazy flips in the air. But I don't know, guys, I, I can take a little sample of it and go, woohoo, go USA. And, oh, that's pretty cool. Look at that. And then I'm kind of done. I, I think it's probably a combo for me. I am so impressed by these athletes and what their ability to do but then I also love the stories and speaking of the moguls the Canadian that won again the gold and his brother who oh, has cerebral palsy. oh my god and so oh. I'm just falling and there are there I have are to admit, so many of these stories like yeah. this yeah and then yeah. you know also the, the the brothers the the twins um those really cute blonde guys that I think they were snowboarders <laughs> that that um one, but then the it's hotness. the hot, the hot, come on now people. And, <laughs> and, but I love speaking of hot and just sometimes all wrong is the men's ice skating. Like I, there are some people that it, they're just amazing. And then there's others. It's just so dramatic and hilarious to me. I just can't stop. And that was great over the weekend too. Well, how about yeah. the, how about the first openly gay gold medalist at the Sochi Olympics that said she got a quote cut from the Russian president. Did you read about that? I didn't. No. Yes. Well, as you know, our listeners in Russia know uh, that there is a anti-gay policy, and there was a lot of controversy about that, of course, and there were a lot of interviews with, with gay athletes about that. So it, it made the headlines. It, 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 it's, it was great because she was so, she was so charismatic. Um, she's a Dutch speed skater. Her name is Irene Woost. I hope Woost. I'm saying that right. Does anyone speak Dutch? Woost. Um, and she told a Dutch national broadcaster that she, quote, got a cuddle from President <laughs> Vladimir Putin. That's Isn't that great. great? She said he congratulated me and asked if everything was okay in Russia, and I congratulated him. Um, and uh, <laughs> she said he was happy to see me, um, but that he had to leave. Um, but I cuddled him. Oh my! See, this is why you watch the Olympics. You, you, this stuff is great. It's it's just yeah. great. And then um, I'm I'm not sure if I could ask you guys a question. How does a 15 year old or 16 year old get into luge or the one man bobsled? I don't. It's the adrenaline. It's the adrenaline rush. No, Think no, of no, when but... you're a kid, right? You want to go fast. No, I'm not asking why they would do it. I'm asking how. No. How does an average teenager oh. in the United States get into losing? Where do you do same, it? Same do way they do anything. They do anything else, but it's it's got to be discipline. Oh, that's a good question. They have to have like classes that I'm I mean, sure I... the family's got to like move probably to an area. The same way if somebody wants to be. They talk about all the sacrifices that not only the right. athletes make, but the families make. Like if somebody wants to be, you know, a, a professional skier, they got to move. You got to you, you can't live in, in uh, you know, I don't know, Texas. Right. But I, in, even in like cold weather areas like where I live, 
Mm-hmm. You there's plenty of skating, there's plenty of skiing and snowboarding. Probably bobsledding. But there's no luging. Or oh, that's bobsledding. I see what you're Luge. saying. So if you're a young kid growing up in Liberty, Kentucky, and you're watching the Olympics when you're eight, and you think, oh my gosh, that's totally cool. I am going to go into luging. What do you do? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mom, you, dad. That's a great so... point. I get it. I totally Thank get you. it. Yeah. Did you guys ever see Cool Runnings? No. What's that? No. Oh my gosh, you guys! It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. This movie is hilarious, and John Candy is the coach. And the, these guys, their dream oh, was bring to bring up be... a clip. See if you can bring up a clip, Chaz, while she's telling okay. us about it. What's their it dream. This is kind of along what you're saying, Chaz, is they wanted to be bobsledders, but they in Jamaica. You don't have snow in Jamaica, so they created their own like slide down. These, you know, grassy mountains, and then they end up in Canada. It is, you have to see this movie. It is so funny. And then the first time they're ever really on the ice, oh, it's just great. It is, it's hilarious. I can't believe you guys have never seen it. Cool runnings. We're going to bring up a clip, and while we're waiting for that clip, oh, you found it? Well, I have a scene of them in the airport. Oh, that's a good one. Is that good? It's, It's a good scene. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's very 80s. Okay, here we go. Yeah, they're, they're walking through the airport right now. And they're wearing tie-dye. Yeah. Do they have dreads? One of them does, uh, I feel like. Are, are they are they no. Bob Marley? John Candy's walking out of the airport, and all of the guys from... Uh, all of the guys drop their bags, and they're refusing to leave to go outside in the yeah, cold. Yeah, see, the first time they... They get to cold weather, and it's just, some of the scenes are just great. John Candy was great, but he talk, he's like, you want to bobsled. It's, just, it's very 80s. Okay. Listen to that. It's very 80s, though, all those I'm not movies. smoking. I'm breathing. <laughs> that guy. All right, fellas, this is us. Let's go. He says, hey, man, what are you smoking? I'm not smoking. I'm breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's cold. cold. They've, got the, they've got the stuff coming out of their mouths for the first time. We'll have to look that up. That's actually a good question. How do – they talk about the sacrifices, but I guess what do you do? If you want to be yeah, an ice skater, you, you go to an ice rink. Uh, if you want to yeah, ski – Yeah, they got those everywhere. Right, everywhere. I remember uh, the do first you guys time wanna... – <laughs> Yeah? Go ahead. I was saying, I remember the first time I went ice skating. You know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and so my mom bought me a pair of uh, ice skates at a garage sale, and they were two sizes too big. And so I stuffed socks into the toes of these ice skates. And, you know, the funny part is, as you know, you can't skate. You can't ski or you can't skate in a boot that doesn't fit you properly. That's very bad for the ankles. I wish you guys could have seen me trying to attempt to ice skate in skates that were two sizes too big for me. And I think that's why I was like, I had total issues and and fear of ice skating my whole life because I, yes, because I, all I could think of was wobbling and falling, wobbling and falling. Yeah. (laughs) Have you, um, you guys been to Hershey park, I guess probably for you, Pennsylvania, Kira. Anyway, they have, and they probably have this other places, but it's, you can ice skate and you're ice skating, but it's almost like on, it's not ice, it's plastic, it's plastic. 
and you have like these plastic bottom skates. Does that? I, I have to figure out exactly what it is, but it is so much easier and it's so fun, and it doesn't hurt when you hit it as much. Um, and we did it for the first time. I have to look that up. What exactly it is? But that's a great way to for the kids to be first time ice skaters instead of on that hard ice. Aiden didn't want anything to do with that, but he loved it at Hershey Park. Oh yeah, and yeah, as long I as you're not cold. Karen. Yeah. Yep. So right now, you guys want to know who's in the lead for um, medals? The medal count. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, with the most gold medals, Canada and Norway, um, with four gold, three silver, two bronze. Um, so Canada's got nine, Norway has ten, Netherlands seven, and the U.S. has six. So we've got two gold, one silver, three bronze. That's mm. where we are in the standings right now. I will say I'll be watching Sean White, the flying tomato. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah, I love watching him. You know, the, I have a funny story about him back when he first won the Olympics. Remember when he was a young teenager? I was. Mm-hmm. I got the first interview with him. And um, it was his first live interview, and I had him on my show, and he had his gold medals around his neck. And he was talking about how excited he was, and he got on the airplane, and and he was, you know, throwing back drinks, you know, with the flight attendants. And I go, wait a minute. I go, hold on, Sean. You're a teenager. You're not even legal to drink. And he goes, you know what he says to me? He goes, I was drinking Mountain Dew, baby. (laughs) I was drinking Mountain Dew, baby. So, of course, you know, everybody starts talking about that moment. And and the next thing I knew, he was coming to town, and he wanted to meet me, and he wanted, you know, to come through the newsroom. So I kind of had, like, uh, you know, I, I Sean White Aww. had a little bit of a crush on me. Yeah, he totally has dissed me and dumped me since then. But well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of honored to say he had a crush on me way back when. That's a that's a he's a cutie man. Oh, that he's hair. grown up to be a handsome young man. I like his hair shorter. Oh, I do too, but it is a little wild. I like it when it's a little wild. Yeah. A, it looks more brown now too. Does did he dye it? I don't know what's going on. It doesn't look as red. Well, you know, if I were still yeah. if I were still his crush, you know, I could ask him, but he dumped me. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we get back, you guys, I saw the Lego movie over the weekend and I wanna tell you all about it. You have to see this movie. Young or old, it doesn't matter. So we'll talk about it when we get back next. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks, hit them. One, two, three. I am so pumped up! Yes! Overpriced coffee. That's $37. <laughs> awesome! Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song! Come with me if you want to not die. Oh my goodness. You're the special, and the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. It sounds That's like you, sexy right? Legos. Uh, are Legos oh, sexy? You are listening to the Lego movie trailer there. $69.1 million this weekend in its What's debut. What's the name of the movie? What's the name of the movie? Lego Movie. Le- it's called <laughs> the Lego it's Movie. Called. It's called Lego Movie. Didn't that and sound a little racy, the little sexy Lego lady? Well, I think maybe when you're just hearing it and not seeing it, but I mean, I guess it is a little bit, but this was so good, you guys. By the way, welcome back to the Mom Squad Show. I, Christine, with my 11-year-old, 
his dad, a friend, and my grandson all went to the Lego movie this weekend, and the place was packed. We couldn't even sit together. I'm surprised we got tickets, but if it doesn't matter if you are two or 92. This movie is so good, and it's incredible, the animation, what they were able to achieve everything it's just like visually so cool to watch and were you guys lego kids oh i was a lego kid and my kids love legos they have just now learned at you know almost the age of three to sit over there and occupy themselves and build stuff with the legos and it's unbelievable i mean when i was a kid chaz christine i don't know about you it was just colored blocks now you can build castles and construction sites and I mean it's just crazy the Empire State Building the White House it's crazy by the way get ready to be so poor Kira that it they are so expensive and this is how I am going to not only put aid through college but I'm going to retire on the amount of Legos and I've saved every box and I've saved all the directions and I'm going to put them together and resell them for some poor parents out there that is going to have to do all this at a discounted cost so get ready but I love I I Aiden would play for hours and hours and hours too he's still into it not as much as as he was for years and years but I loved listening to him he would be What's wrong over with my son at the late he well here's the thing like though him. Chaz he loves Legos but wants me to put them together oh he's oh. a smart boy he's a yeah. very smart boy <laughs> Do you guys do it together? That was like one of the best, like those are some of the greatest moments I have with Aiden is us building the Legos together. Yeah, I will. I do do them together. I think at four, he's still a little young for the Legos because they get everywhere and he loses pieces and he's not really that, you know, he's not really that into start to finish building it, but, mm-hmm. but I know that he's, he's, he loves them though. Absolutely uh, loves them. Yeah, he'll get there and they, but they are sticking expensive. So I, th- I think it's great because I think they use their creativity and he would have like full on productions between the characters and, and all the stuff he had. And I just love listening to it. But back well, to the movie. Well, you talk about how expensive they are. I mean, why then why not just go old school and just stay with the simple building blocks? You know, for $10, you can buy building blocks. And you can build all kinds of fabulous things with building blocks. Do we have well, to go commercial and get Legos? You don't have to, but, you know, when your kid wants something and I'm a big sucker and didn't say no. So it was just, you know, one sucker. after the other. I'm a total sucker. And sucker. wait till wait till they get into the themes. So it's not just like buildings and police stations. Wait till it is all the Star Wars Legos or the Indiana Jones Legos. And then you have to do the whole series. And Oh, my gosh. The, um, gosh, what is it? The uh, Death Star is $800. Okay, that's absolutely ridiculous, guys. I'm ridiculous. sorry. Ridiculous. I'm calling out quits on this. That is silly. That is that's giving in to to commercialism and taking advantage of I didn't the buy it. parent who's trying to <laughs> make But I don't kid do happy. that. I don't I don't indulge any of my son's commercial desires. Nothing. Good for you. Good. You He wants don't. superheroes. I say you be the superhero. You be the superhero. Here's a cape. <laughs> Here's a here's a mask. You be the superhero. I'm not buying that. There you go. And he does. He does. There you go. You make a cape with a towel and you take construction paper and cut little holes in the eyes for a mask and you and you say go. You're go. Superman. 
Yep, <laughs> he does. Do you want to yeah. know what I do? I play the instrumentals from the movies, and they're very dramatic if you listen to them outside of the movie. And he actually concocts scenarios in his head based on what's going on in the uh, in the in the composition of the song. Yeah, Chaz, that's perfect. That that's is cool. what that's yeah. what we that's what we have to get back to as parents is is getting our kids to be creative and to imagine. And I remember one of the best moments. My girlfriend, who was raising three boys, and one of the boys, um, he came to visit me, and I didn't have any toys or anything that he was used to having in his house. And he came down from downstairs, and he said, "Kira, I tried really hard." I even tried to use my imagination, but I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant that, that Pam was trying to teach her son to use his imagination. And that's what we need to do. We need to tell our kids, go create, go imagine, go make believe. My kids are so great at, well, Mom, can I make believe? Can I pretend? And I said, absolutely. Go over there and pretend to do this. Show me how you would pretend to do this. And I'm telling you, it's amazing what kids will do without actually material things in their hands. Mm-hmm. And the imagination I- comes up with usually uh, nine times out of ten a better scenario than what real life is. You know, I mean, if oh, you're reading absolutely. A, like the book to the movie type of comparison, like the, yes. What, that's why movies never, never live up to the book that you read because your imagination your is mm-hmm. right, right, like right. The character. Uh, remember when you just my sisters and I, we could have fun in a big box, like a big oh, a moving box, a moving box. And oh, Aiden yes. did too when he was young. I would literally because I, I had to take him to work everywhere with me, and I was working on the Kennedy Center Honors. And you would walk in the production office, and there was a box. And everybody made fun of me. They said I was, like, treating him like an animal. But all I had to do was stick him in the box. He had, like, he just played with a couple of stuffed animals or something all day long. Like, I know that I'm not going to win any Mother of the Year awards, but he loved it. That's all he needed was a box. And here's the sad thing. Here's the sad thing, Chaz, is now, you know, he's, what, 11 now? And he still sleeps in a box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. We're going to have Child Protective Services knocking on my door. (laughs) <laughs> All right, back to the back to the movie. It's so good, you guys. It's so funny. Will Ferrell, um, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Morgan Freeman, Liam Neeson, all these people voice the Lego characters. I saw it in two D. Um, I didn't see it in three D, and because I have issues what? with for whatever reason, it bugs me. Between two D and three D, help me out. Three D. You know, with the glasses. glasses. Mm -hmm. And it comes out at you. Yeah. But what's 2D? Just regular. It's just a regular movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just regular. I imagine 3D would give me a headache. I really, I don't know that I would enjoy a whole movie in 3D. I think think it takes away from, like, most of the movies I see, by the way, are all children's movies. That's the only time I go to a movie. But, and so I think it takes away from how skilled these animators are and to see the it's literally Legos. Everything is Legos. I want to read about how long it took them to do this. It is unbelievable. Like looking at the Lego waterfall and in movie form, it is just so cool. You have to go see this movie and see it in 2d and maybe we'll go back and see it in 3d. But I wanted to see 
like the the figures and the Legos without you know like you just said things flying at me because I right. just wanted to see it in the normal movie. But even if you don't have kids, if you're listening to this and you don't even have children, go see this movie. It's so fun. It is so <laughs> fun. You will laugh your butt off. It's just great. So 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 good. Go see the movie. It doesn't matter. Even if you played with Legos as a kid. And, and you're all grown up. Uh, you can just go, go by yourself. People are raving about it. You're right. And and you know the guy that um, I, the guy that I forget if it was the producer or the director of the movie, the one who really wanted to do the movie mm-hmm. was always told that oh, who would watch a movie about Legos and look at everyone. Legos is a billion dollar industry. Why wouldn't all those people that loved playing Legos as kids and now do with their kids wouldn't want to go see a Lego movie? This guy is a genius. Are you talking about mm-hmm. Phil Lord? Yeah. Or he was the uh, so. yeah. Yeah, cuz I have seen a couple of uh interviews with him too. Go 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 see this movie. It well, is we've this... come a long way since Bambi. Oh yeah, right. I remember being at the drive-in theater watching Bambi, Bambi, and bawling my eyes out. Now you guys are talking about a multi-million-dollar animation of Legos. <laughs> no. Look at this money. I mean, it's I guess the second highest-grossing February film to date. Why don't we have yeah. our listeners from around the world chime in on our Facebook page and tell us their favorite childhood movie? Speak yes, please do. Go to momsquadshow.com. That's a good idea. We'll post that. And yeah, let's do that. Do you guys remember this? The red where the red fern grows. Oh, of course. Yes, oh, from my childhood. Breaking. Yeah, Aiden's, it's like Old Yeller. Yes, Aiden's it's teacher is reading that right now, and I was kind of surprised, but I loved that movie as a kid. And and Aiden and I saw it, and now they're they're reading the book. But oh my, it is so sad. So sad. All right, let's wrap up on a happy note, can we? No. Yes. Let's talk about where the fun grows. That's what no. I did this weekend. No, let's talk about Catcher in the Rye and the first book I got oh. to read that had cuss words. Oh, I loved that book. Yeah, I know. Was that the best book ever? Yeah, because on the first page, I think it said damn or something like oh, that. Yeah. And you I was like, me? I'm in. I'm in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Chad. <laughs> Too. It's like, you know, the teacher, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. I think it was seventh grade. Yeah. And they present you with all the classics and you have to pick what you want to read. And I remember you had to get a permission slip to read Catcher in the Rye because it had cuss words. I'm like, I am so in. I am reading mm-hmm. this book. I'm like, Mom. And then I felt like I was being rebellious, like I was doing something really bad. Which is cool. Like, oh, this is yeah. Your first, but, and you probably know this, Kira, covering it. Didn't they? Weren't they trying to ban that book and a couple other, oh, yeah. like, Yes. Classics. See, this is what drives me crazy, and it's happened within, what, the past seven years. So many of these books, they've wanted to change the language, you know, change the classic. And what was the other one? Mark Mark Twain? um, Tom Sawyer. That's what I was trying to remember. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. So all you know, just leave them alone. Leave their classics because – they're classics, and that's how it was written, and that's how it was in the time, and that's how we become smart individuals. <laughs> you don't right. change. You don't change what is, you know, when it comes to history and literature and all the important things that formulate us as, you know, fabulous human beings. It's, we try so hard for, for whatever reason to 
to protect it and we should protect our kids but at some point I agree we all turned out okay I agree seatbelts are, are, are good law and yeah maybe I was thrown around the Oldsmobile a little too much because we didn't wear seatbelts back in the day with the wood panel siding but my gosh we don't need to bubble wrap our children and constantly you know they do need to live they're, they're gonna go out when they're older and not know what the heck to do they're gonna have no immune system one and they just don't no, you know, we're, we're just, <laughs> no immune just, system it drives me nuts it just drives me crazy my, absolutely crazy by the way you reminded me my son told me uh yesterday that he was going to start a band and he was going to name it antibiotics and i laughed <laughs> and i said he can open up for my band peanut allergy Gosh, that's fit. Hey, and then they can open it up for my band, Flu Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, oh my well, gosh. I'll go on tour. We're hitting yeah. the road. There you go. And it, well, it'll be the germaphobe tour. Right. <laughs> Antibiotic headline, headlining tour. That's awesome. Well, right, on that note. World inoculation tour. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Woohoo! Before we before we go, I want to know this weekend, uh, you were on assignment, and I'm watching a video, and John probably should be pretty upset because you're tonguing a monkey. What's going oh, on? Yeah, and she's what? a girl. She's a girl. I'm tonguing a, tonguing a female monkey. You want to well, play Well, that probably made him happy. All right, go ahead and play it. April, say hi. April, can you give me a kiss? Give me a kiss, April. Give me a kiss. You look really pretty, by the way. Thank you. Say hello. Makeup's on my eyes. Say hi, April. That monkey is into you. Wow. Okay, you. Yeah, that's the only time you'll ever hear me encouraging a girl to tongue me. Okay, I just want to. I want to. <laughs> oh, don't be lie. You do in, that with me all the time. Full transparency. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm working on a really fun documentary. I'm working on some serious stuff and some fun stuff. Uh, for the documentary unit, and this this shoot that I did in Blanco, Texas, um, these viral videos, right, from the death-defying acts to the miraculous saving of somebody to um, just the funny the the funny video that went viral. And this was um, a little monkey <laughs> that jumped out of the back seat and started going after a police officer that was giving the monkey's owner a speeding ticket. It's hilarious. <laughs> and so we went back to interview the characters, and I spent a little time with April the monkey. And here's the funny part. You mentioned that you liked the, the shirt I was wearing. That's actually my producer producer's plaid shirt because April pissed all down the back of me um, when she was up on my <laughs> oh. shoulder. Yeah. So I had to change my shirt. And, you look um, good, girl. I like you. You look good in plaid. You're all country I, up. Darn right. I had my cowboy boots on. I had my gringos on. Darn and I was wearing too. my plaid shirt. And I had April up there on my shoulder. And she gave me a little kissy kiss. Anyway, we can put it up on the Facebook page. So, I okay, I was just going to ask. You guys have to so go to our Facebook, and we'll Twitter it out as well. Tweet? Twitter? What? I don't know. Tweet it, tweet it out. Tweet we'll it tweet, out. We'll tweet it out. Okay. That's the show. So go to momsquadshow.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can see Kira Tongue and a Monkey and a Chick Monkey <laughs> at that. And we'll also oh. post Kira in fabulous curlers. I wish people could see you. You literally, you took your curlers out. You're fluffing the hair while yeah, doing the show. Isn't it great? Multitasking. Hey, man, I got to go do my speaking gig and, and talk to a bunch of fabulous cancer survivors and, and talk about hope and, and mind-body connection. So it's going to be a great day. As we take right, on snow again in part two here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Well, let's talk about your speaking engagement and how it went tomorrow, as well as you hopefully not having to take on the mayor again as you guys get slammed with another ice storm, which I think you are personally responsible for the additional salt trucks that are happening <laughs> in your city today. You no, know so. I got to take care of my peeps, man. Got to take care of the hot lanas. So we'll talk about that and so much more tomorrow. So moms are out. Hoo-ah. Yep. Hoo-ah. <sighs> Oh! <sighs>